back to Vibes by Alicia, the lifestyle show that helps women 40 plus with lifestyle tips to enjoy their 40s to the max through education, conversations, and inspiring interviews. I designed this podcast to empower all of us to be so inspirational that other people crave your vibes. So we are doing the Women's Month, Women's History International Women's Month, and I've been bringing to you all amazing women that I've met along the way, people that I find inspiring and motivating, and in one way or another, just we connected. So today I'm introducing to you all a very, very amazing woman that I met very recently, maybe about uh, six months ago, and I met Lourdes, Lourdes Tica. When I reached out to her on LinkedIn, it was literally a cold call email, right? I think I just sent you a message, and um, I said something like, Hi, I'm Alicia. I'm interested in knowing a little bit more about uh, the blow dry bar. I know you're an owner of the one that I go to, and I'm just interested in knowing a little bit more. Um, and and she wrote back to me. She says, "I would love to get in touch with you. Let's have something. Let's you know. Let's uh, let's meet up. Let's talk, and I can you know tell you what I know about it." And I think we quickly became friends, right, Lourdes? Yes, yes. I think we very quickly became friends, and I think we became very good friends because we you were very open about your 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 story. And when I was listening to your story, I thought she's so perfect for the podcast because this is a kind of thing that I want to bring to other people. Other women, my audience, or, or, or men as well, everybody can definitely get something from you. And so when I, I heard your story, you inspired me. And, you know, you're not just a business owner. You're also a nurse. Um, and you're an entrepreneur. So you are someone that has, you know, or different roles and responsibilities. So welcome to the podcast, Lourdes. Thank you, Alicia. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for coming in. And so tell me a little bit about your background, a little bit about who you are. Uh, I am a mom of three boys, all in their 20s. So I am sort of like an empty nester. Yeah. Um, I'm a nurse practitioner as well. So I have been in healthcare since I've been in that role since for about 14, 15 years now. Wow. Um, so um, I, I love being a nurse practitioner. But I also have this other part of me that that I want to accomplish. And that's where the entrepreneurship mm -hmm. came I really wanted to own a franchise way before I owned Blow and uh -huh. just started my business. And um, here I am. Yeah. And I think one of the things that I, I remember, you know, noticing about you was that whenever I walk into the franchise, to the Blow Dry Bar, it's always, you know, organized. It's always they take care of you. The customer service is amazing. The girls who do the hair are wonderful. Um, the texting service to, you know, be able to get a hold of somebody is so good. Like, I love the whole thing. The whole concept is something that I've, you know, I'm really like, and I'm amazed because I, I admire that, you know, and that takes an owner who knows what she's doing and you, you know, you know, what kind of things to set up, right. For, for that to be a success. Um, so what do you think in nursing helped you to, to, to kind of take those skills and transfer them over as a business owner? As a, as a partner on the franchise? So um, as a nurse practitioner, I ha have to develop interpersonal skills. I deal with people of different backgrounds. Yeah. Um, different personalities. And then, you know, you get, you get good at that after a while. And with business, that is so important. Yes. Uh, you need to network. 
Uh, you're not an island. And that was one of my tips, actually, is mm-hmm. just a network. And then that's how you find out different tools. So my first business was in the healthcare field as a nurse practitioner. And networking with other nurse practitioners who did the same thing, they have little tidbits that you pick up, mm-hmm. such as um, online facts. So that changed my life. Online texting, that changed my life. Mm-hmm. And you just pick up all these little great tips that helps your business and helps your life easy. Make, your Make life it easier. Easy. So systems, having some systems in place. Correct. Yeah. And so tell me a little bit about how you got started with nursing. Because nursing was your first career, correct? Yes. So I was a nurse. I I started this in New Jersey. I was uh, I went to Rutgers University, and my mom's a nurse. Mm-hmm. So I really didn't know what I wanted to do. So I just kind of you know you go after your mentor, uh, and yeah. she was. Yeah. She's my mom had a very strong um, influence on mm-hmm. on all of us, and that is part of the Filipino culture. Mm-hmm. So um, I went into nursing and then um, didn't really enjoy the bedside nursing as much. So I went into management and then I I stopped that a little bit, went part time, raised my three boys. Mm -hmm. And then my mom encouraged me to become a nurse practitioner. And then I just that just clicked. I will never I'll never stop being a nurse practitioner. I love that. I love that part of nursing. And I think one of the ways that um, that nurses, I don't know, one, I guess because I'm, I'm in the hospitals a lot with my mom, um, it takes a certain type of person to be a nurse. There's, there's a level of patience that needs to be there. Um, and, not, and, and, and I wish more were more compassionate. I feel like too many are probably overworked and overloaded. And, but I, I find that the ones that work with like older people, tend to be a little bit like, I don't know, like I, this is just from my experience and you can tell me if I'm wrong, if it's just something that happens, but I find that they're, they tend to like neglect them a little bit. Like they're old, like they're going to die. They're, you know, why are we taking care of them? I don't know. Is that something like, am I wrong in feeling like that? Is that something that's typical or is it just nurse by nurse basis? It is very, it's, it is on an Because it's a difficult basis. job, for it's sure. A very difficult mm-hmm. job. Elderly care is very mm-hmm. complex. Um, it's very sad in a way yeah. um, to picture um, an, your, your older relative in, in a home setting or in a facility setting. It seems very impersonal. But um, recently I've had to put my mom in an assisted living. Mm-hmm. And we had no plans of doing that. But safety came into play. Um, This was the best thing for her, even though it was not in our plans. But it is a sad situation. Does it feel does it feel like you're letting her down by putting her in that? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, You're a Filipino woman. So you have those cultural ties to to us. I know in in Latino culture, you're very close. Yes. That we take care of them at home. Right. So it's a difficult decision to make. It was very, very difficult. But um, with her PCP and with my my sisters, we decided that's the safe. It was really a a safety issue. Mm hmm. Yeah. What what uh, what do you think your mom brought back from the from from the Philippines? What traits? What characteristics or or things or, or um, things did she did she share with you from 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 her her growing up her background that you know immigrants bring to this country? You know, like the work ethic, 
the sense of, you know, you have to work really hard because somebody sacrificed for you. What was it? Well, how was that interpreted in your family? So my mom has always been a very strong woman. So she was um, always working. Uh, she was a professor in a university in the Philippines. Wow. Um, and when she brought us over to the Philippines, she was basically like a single parent because my mm -hmm. father was in the military and he, he stayed in, in, the, in that country. He stayed in the Philippines. Mm -hmm. So she, was, she brought us here by her, herself. I remember her wow. working nights and then dropping me off at school in the morning, um, juggling motherhood during the day mm -hmm. and then sleeping at night or working at night. But she juggled so much. And I think I get that from her. I get that resilience yeah, from her. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Do you find yourself that you uh, try to achieve more and more and more because you're trying to achieve those goals that your mother set out for, for you as she brings you to this country? And I think that's that could be like a generational curse or like a, like <laughs> one of those things that are just like because it tugs on you, right? Yeah. Because you have to achieve. They sacrificed a lot for you. She worked right. so much. Yeah. to put you through the school and you went to one of the best schools. Is it something that like you struggle with as you work and then sometimes you feel maybe too tired or burnt out, but you can't allow yourself to be, you know? Yeah. Well, being a mom, I, I get my mother. Yeah. So she did it for her kids mm -hmm. and being a mom of three mm -hmm. boys, I will do anything for those boys. So they kept me going. Uh, they, everything that I do, I attribute it to my boys and and my mom as well to honor to honor to honor her and my dad, mm -hmm. um, everything that they've done for me. But being a mom and having children, your children will inspire you to to just go beyond what you think you can. Yes, huh? absolutely. Wow, and I think that's just something that I talk to other people who 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 were raised like I was raised by Mexican parents too. And I find myself that I can't uh, allow myself to to fall or to feel pity or to feel less because um, I have to live up to what they want for me. And if I disappoint them in any way or they don't they don't get maybe um, they don't feel proud of me for a reason. I it's devastating because they have they have such hopes. You know, they did come to this country with almost nothing and and raise their kids here to give them, you know, what they could. And so for, for us, I guess as, as children of immigrants, we have this duty. We have a sense of responsibility to make them proud. Of course. Right? And so that's kind of difficult because at the same time, um, that drives you more and more and more, but it can also exhaust you and it can lead you to burnout. Yes. Yeah. And I think <laughs> we've both experienced that before. I think we talk about that, right? Yes, yes. How do have. you deal with that burnout, Lourdes? How do you go back and like really um, get in touch with yourself again? Yeah, so I, I, I take my time. I take, I take time for myself. Mm -hmm. And that's how it tied into Blow, is I gave myself time, time to take care of myself. I, I run, so that's giving myself time to do that. And then the, the Blow, um, getting myself fixed up and, and, and to, feel, to feel beauty and to, to feel beautiful and refreshed. Um, even if it's just for an hour, mm -hmm. those, those things I just, I just do for myself. We talked about that. We talked about how th it's therapy for both of us, Absolutely, right? Like yes. sitting there on the chair, oh it's gosh, like therapy, yeah. right? Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people don't get it. Like they're like, yes. you're always getting, it's like, not just because my hair is crazy, but because yeah. I need it for my own like self care. Yeah. 
Right. It feels like heaven. It is. Uh, when they when they're finished with your hair and mm. Do the do the do the girls that work with you do they know that that's a sense of what you want to impart in your clients to come in and feel like they're getting therapy or they're getting like self care and they're you know or do you talk to your employees about that kind of thing? We talked about it all the time. So my employees are stylists, mm-hmm. so they they get that, and that's basically why they go to the cosmetology school is because they want to make people feel beautiful. And a lot of people don't get that until you're in their chair. Yeah. And, and you feel what they impart on you. Uh-huh. And, uh, and, and that is something very hard to explain to someone who hasn't done it. So I encourage everybody, get mm-hmm. a blowout, get a haircut. Yeah. Uh, get a manicure. Oh, um, gosh, yes. God, it's, it's just the best therapy. It feels so good. I, yes. I do. I love it. I love it. So how, okay, so what is something you wish you would have known before you started your franchisee experience? Something somebody should could have told you before you, you know, got that first bar. So when, uh, that it's not glamorous, it's owning a business, starting a business. It looks very glamorous from the outside, but it's hard, hard mm-hmm. work. Um, and I'm a person who wants to do things and control things on my own. So yeah. I wish that I had that person, a mentor to tell me, don't do things by yourself, get help. And, and that is the one thing that I really yeah. take seriously is get help. That's really good advice. Um, network, not, you don't have all the answers mm-hmm. and it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so get help you know, get, get tips, um, make, make friends. Friends, I want you to meet my favorite bilingual realtor, Elmer Garcia. You all know that a passion of mine is real estate investing and having a great realtor by your side is essential. Elmer knows the city of Houston like the back of his hand. And not only is he highly regarded by his clients, but also by the professionals in his field. I can tell you from experience that he is attentive, trustworthy, thorough, and detail-oriented. He knows what I like, y'all, and seeks out opportunities for finding the right property for me. His services range from residential real estate to commercial and investment. He will guide you the entire way. I can tell you that. You can email him at elmerg.realtor at gmail.com or call him at 832-512-5752. Or you can also find him on Instagram, elmergarcia underscore real estate. And don't forget, anything real estate is his forte. when you this is something I I struggle with a lot whenever I make a mistake or I do something that's wrong how do you pick yourself up after that because I'm very hard on myself if I do something that I should have done better and I didn't do as well or it didn't turn out the way I wanted to do I always go back and well what could I've done what could I've done I, I tried this I tried that and I tend to beat myself up and I go into like a little bit of like a pity party and then I'm like god I need to get back up. I need to keep going. How do you motivate yourself to get yourself going? Because we all go through those moments when we're just like not doing well. The business is struggling. I know you went through COVID and that was a big, you know, time when people's businesses were kind of going down and, and, and not having enough client, not enough money coming in. 
um, and you're just opening something. So how do you yourself get yourself motivated to get back up when something like that happens? You have to be easy on yourself. So I've learned to forgive myself, forgive my mistakes. I'm going to make them, and that's okay. But how you react after your mistakes, that's what counts. So right. pick up, pick up yourself the next day, get up, regroup, reevaluate. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have to abandon a goal, it's okay. Yeah. Um, and that's so hard, right? It's so hard. Once you have goals. No, because you're like so committed to them. Yes. And then all of a sudden you're just like, Ugh, maybe I shouldn't do this anymore. Yes. So give, give up some goals if it's not working for you. Mm-hmm. And that is, I think, very hard to do. And, and, and that's easier said than done. But give it up. You know, give it up, regroup, and reevaluate. Right. So that's a very good point because I, I find myself sometimes wallowing a little too long on something. But if I, if I do wallow for too long, I find that, okay, then I'm not so, like, committed to it anymore. And then that gives me a reality check. Like, no, no, no. You started this for a reason, right? You kind of go back to the purpose of why you started the business or why you're there, why, what that matters to you, right? Um, do you think that um, that being a mom and being a, a business owner, being a nurse, do you think that all those things combine at some point to, to like for you, like those, those, all those parts of you, you're, the mo- you're a mother, you're a nurse, you, you do that as well. You're taking care of your mom because you have things that you have to take care of for them. At what point do you just decide, like, it's just too much and you're just, you're going to cut back on something? Is, is there a point in your, in, in your day or, or in your life when you're just thinking, I can't do this all? All the time. Yeah. Um, that is happening all the time. And that's why I said, always regroup. I'm regrouping every day mm-hmm. um, and, and reevaluating what I need to adjust in my life so that I could perform. You don't, you don't want to pick up so many things and then perform 50% on all of them. Right. You want to do well. So, um, for example, I had to redo some of my nurse practitioner or my health jobs. I, I, I cut back my, there was one, um, one job that where I had to travel two or three hours to get to where I was almost on a daily basis. Wow. And I, I really liked what I really liked it because of the interaction with the patients, but that became too much. It was affecting my, my, my emotional health, my, my physical health. So I had to give that up. I hated to do it, but I had to give it up. But lo and behold, another opportunity opened. So um, it's not always a bad thing to give mm-hmm. up your goals. So basically what you're saying, it's, it's really assess if that goal is like worth your mental yeah. health. Sure. I mean, not just your mental health, but your physical health, right? Absolutely. And that's why you run. I know that you're an avid runner and you've been all over the world running. <laughs> I mean, you run in so many different marathons. You participate in so many of those. Uh, and, and that's... That's some serious discipline and consistency, and but I, but it does something to you, right? It does. What does it do for you? Because a lot of women are out there just like really like going hard, but they never do something physical. And I think doing something physical is so important. It's, it gives me a routine. Okay. Um, so I run every Saturday. It's a long run. I've got a group, and it gives me a routine. It grounds me, and I'm a person. I'm a very routine person. 
And when I'm in my routine, I feel secure. So, um, and, and, and running just happens to be that, that activity. Do you um, run with something in your ears or no. are you that? Okay. I run with a group. They say you shouldn't be listening to something that you should really <laughs> be like running. Yeah. It's a safety issue. Uh huh. But, um, there are a lot of running groups. So we run and we talk and we chat and we gossip and, you know, before you know it, you've, you've met your goal. Of yes. Miles. So that it's, it's f- more fun talking to a friend. Of course, yeah. It's kind of like also like it's kind of like a little meetup, but yes. except you're running. Yes, it became you're not social. Just sitting down. Yeah, it's like a yes. social meetup. It became a social club for me, and yeah. and and I'm so thankful, so thankful that that happened. Yeah, I had two two ladies that came in on Monday, and we did a little interview, and they said they said the same, this exact same thing that when you're so busy, you're doing your business, you're doing everything else that whenever they need to reconnect with themselves, they try to find a community or a tribe, yes. right? Yes. Yeah, and I think that's, that's so important. That's the perfect description for mm-hmm. it. Thank you. Yeah, that's yes. what they said. They said it's like we always need to go back to our tribe, our community, so that we can feel that connection again. And women are like that. I think yeah. women are like that, right? Like we, we really go to other women to kind of feed off of their energy. Yes. And energy is so important. Like for me... When I met you, your energy was so good. It was so embracing. And you were not afraid to just let it all out and be like, yep, this is the good. This is the bad. This is the ugly. And I'm just letting you know so that you're aware this is how it can be. Because I honestly, for me, I always want to learn. I always want to be prepared. And so if I can find a mentor or somebody who's doing it, I'm always reaching out and saying, I need to learn. I want to know more. Like, I, you need to tell me what if, if, if this is worth it. Um, but it is like that. I think we connect in certain yeah. ways, right? As women as well. We should. Um, not every woman is like, are, are like no, that. Not everyone, but yeah. But we should. Um, mm-hmm. We should help each other succeed. Um, it's just so important. Uh, and that's why I surround myself with women that are active. If I want to use, you know, I want to have an, a, a positive influence on running or I want a good mentor for entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I surround myself with women with positive energy and willing to help. There's no need to be very competitive. Uh, maybe yeah. some people will disagree with me, but we should all help each other. Yeah, succeed. you know, that's so true. I reached out to another woman for, um, a, I was opening a boutique and she sends me a link to pay, I think she said $175 on PayPal and I would get one hour with her. <laughs> And I mean, I get it. You know, a lot of people like really like, like their time is money, obviously. And that's important to them. But I don't know. It just came across as so just off-putting. And then I didn't want to do anything with her. I didn't even want to talk to her because she didn't even say hi or, you know, would love to help you. I mean, there's, there's so many things, but you know, I charge a fee or whatever. She wasn't like that. The only thing she sent back was just the link to pay $175 for one hour of her time. And I was just so like taken aback by that. Wasn't, I wasn't used to that. But when I reached out to you, you were so open about, yeah, let's set up some time. Let's have lunch. And, and I think the reason why you're like that is because you, you see another woman trying to do something for herself. So why not help her, you know, and lift her up too. Yeah. I I've, I've been very lucky with women just taking me under their wing and just showing me just the ropes. Mm-hmm. And, and 
what you give is what you get. Yes. Um, you know, and I get, I, I get it more tenfold. I could give 10%, but I get like 110 back. And I'm just, but I love your energy as well. <laughs> uh, so I respond, I respond yeah. to you. Mm-hmm. And, and that is, and you just gave me such a good vibe. And, yeah. and that's the way I respond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Your vibes are your tribe. And yes. you, that's who you go, you gravitate to certain people. And I feel like that's been the, the, the key for this month for me is I've been bringing on women who I'm just like gravitating to their energy and their vibe. And it just makes me feel good. I love where, where they're coming from. I love what they do. I love what they represent, how, how they handle themselves and how they carry themselves to me. And that's the energy that I want more in my circle, right? Do you find yourself blocking off people who are not of that energy. Oh, you have And to. how do you do that? Because you've got to give my audience some tips on that because they continue to allow toxic relationships in their life. And I'm over here like, guys, please don't. Yeah. It's 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 tough. Yes. Yeah, so you have to I do block people that are not helping me or mm-hmm. not or I feel like they're gonna be affecting my my energy. Uh, towards the business because you, you need to be 100 percent right I need to be 100 percent for my children I need to be 100 percent for my job mm-hmm. I need to be 100 percent for your business because you've put that's your baby yeah so you can't allow anybody to stop that or to affect you that way mm-hmm. so um so my first rule is be kind uh end it with kindness uh, end it kindly end it nicely and um but if that doesn't doesn't you know, if that doesn't work, you just have to just stop. I, I, um, I've had some people where I have to block them on my cell phone. Okay. Um, it has to be that because that's what it has. Do has you to be let done. them know that you're blocking them no, and you're disconnecting? No, you don't. You don't let no. them know. They just figure it out. Yeah. Is that like ghosting somebody? I think so. <laughs> Maybe not. It's not the best way to do it, yeah. but, um, Eventually, they really invade your space mm-hmm. in a toxic way, mm-hmm. and you just have to. My 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 first reaction is no reaction. That mm-hmm. is the best. The best thing is no reaction. When they try to get a reaction from you, is that what you're That's saying? That's what they want. Yeah, yeah, they want a reaction out of you. Um, so just to be very specific, sometimes, um, when especially if you have employees, mm-hmm. um. You may have a disgruntled employee for whatever reason. Um, and sometimes they want to engage um, in a negative way. And sometimes you just have to really put a stop to it. Do you think that that working or like do, handling employees is one of the hardest things as a <gasps> business owner? It's one of the most satisfying and gratifying things, mm-hmm. but it's also very tough, especially mm-hmm. You know, I wish I could say everybody was great, but, you know, you'll have one or two uh, bad bad apples out there that are just, I, I have no idea, they're just very negative. Mm-hmm. And then you don't want that vibe in your in your, in your your place because yeah. it will affect your other employees. And it does. It affects the employees morale. and also the customers see Absolutely. it. And they, they get that energy as well, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, which is something that I really admire about where you are and what you do because I walk in and it's always great energy. The ladies are always ready to help out and, uh, and you. Uh, you know, and, and, and they ask, you know, can I get you this? Can I help you with that? Or, you know, if I'm having trouble with 
my credit card or whatever, they're like so eager to help me out and not make it difficult for me to be like, we're going to handle it. Don't worry. Like we know that you come in every week and we know that you have a membership and like they make me feel so good about that because I'm that girl that will go and stay in that one place forever. Like I will go to that one place and I will be so loyal to them because they are just taking care of me and they handle all those things and make it easy. So, you know, kudos to you as, as, as the, as the woman who owns that place and like brings in those people because yeah, every time I walk in, I'm always taken care of. And I, I'm just like, that has a lot to do with the energy and the vibe and how everybody just kind of like really likes, likes working there. And you can Thank tell. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. Yeah. You can definitely tell <laughs> that's leadership and those, those are leadership qualities. So I'm a big reader and I love reading biographies. So recommend a leadership book for my audience, something that you find that helped you a lot as a, as a entrepreneur, as a professional woman. Um, have you, so when I was oriented or a podcast, it could yeah. be a podcast too. Um, it, have you heard of the Disney, uh, the Disney story? It's a Disney story mm-hmm. and it's a Disney way of, um, uh, training employees about customer satisfaction. No, tell me about that. So um, when I would orient, um, I I worked in a hospital system, and we had to uh, watch the Disney video, Uh, their philosophy. um, What's the video about? It's about customer service. Okay. How they, they, their their philosophy towards making the customer happy. Uh So one of their main uh, philosophy is that, when you're underground, mm-hmm. where all the employees are, mm-hmm. you can be yourself. But when you shut that door, you climb up, you're uh, on Disney grounds, the show begins. Oh, okay. That is the Disney philosophy. Mm-hmm. And that's what I tell my stylist. When you shut the employee lounge and you're out there in bar. Mm-hmm. Showtime. Showtime. Uh-huh. Be at your... It's about the customers. It's about the guests. It's about you mm-hmm. being your best self, mm-hmm. and and that is the culture that I've 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 you know I've uh, tried to infect in my bar mm-hmm. since the beginning. That makes sense. And then um, the other thing is also Nordstrom. Um, so they have very good training videos on customer service. Um, oh, okay. So we were trained on that as managers in the hospital, and I from then on it just stuck with me. Customer the service. hospitals, the hospitals use retail. Yes, to I'm, to to train. That's interesting. They, they didn't do. use another hospital system. They used retail, Nordstroms or Walt Disney. And it was a very it was a shift change mm-hmm. because now the the patients are viewed as retail customers, mm-hmm. not as not not only as patients but they're your customer. So so mm. you give them the best service. That is interesting. that was the philosophy. And that kind of just stuck with me all the time, customer service. That's interesting because now that I think about it, when we went to Disney World, I don't think we ever had the more better customer service than when we were in Disney World. Yeah. And it was consistent in everything we went to. Yes. It, wasn't, it didn't change. Even from the, the person in the hotel, the person in the restaurant, the person out in the, in the amusement park, every single person was consistently great at their customer right. service. So I those two stuck with me and really it's all about just treating someone nicely, mm-hmm. respectfully. Um and, and that's how I, I, I treat my everyone. Mm. 
everyone. Yeah. And, and then, you know, you lead by example, you know, and then that you set that culture. Once mm -hmm. you set that culture, it becomes easier. Yeah. Set that example. That's awesome. So, Lourdes, tell my listeners how they can find you and how they can come uh, to Blow Dry Bar, Memorial <laughs> City. Give everybody the address and just let everyone know how they can come in and, and get their little therapy, y'all. <laughs> it is the best therapy there is. Blow, blow Dry Bars are exactly that. We do blowouts, we style hair, and we do makeup. And we, it's mm -hmm. just a very nice 45-minute therapy. It's 45 minutes of uh, 45 minutes to fabulous. That is the, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> that's the, the lingo. Um, and uh, we are located at 14625 Memorial Drive. Um, we also are online, um, and that's blowmedry.com. Um, and then just choose the Memorial City location. Mm -hmm. And um, there's also a text service that you can also text. Yes, and you can text You can text also to 281-589-0046. Um, we have a 24-7 answering service to I do the that. appointments by wow. text. It's it is amazing. <laughs> is that something through corporate or is it something just you do? It's something we, that, that's oh where goodness. I got from my networking. Um, it was just a little piece of tidbit, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. It is a game <laughs> changer, Lourdes. A game changer. Yes, because I'm, like, yes. laying down in bed <laughs> when I'm super tired and trying to look at my schedule. Like, oh, crap, I forgot to do a blowout, and it's almost last minute, but it doesn't matter the time. Yes. I, I texted, and it's, somebody's always ready to pick up, and I'm like, oh. It's wonderful. Oh, gosh. It's wonderful. Things are Love changing. It. The environment for small business owners it's just well supported. Yeah, I love that. And what is your Instagram account? Our Instagram account follow. is Blow Memorial City. And follow them, y'all. Yes. They're awesome. Thank you. And definitely if you want to go and get yourself nice hair therapy, they're fantastic. And I, like I said, I am so loyal to I think I've been coming there maybe a year and a half now, and I just love it. And the women are always so um, ready to handle and take care of you. And just I feel just so... Uh, no, welcome, you know, and, and it's warm and it's, it's, it's nice and I love it so much and I love going there. And when I met Lourdes, it made sense why that place is just so amazing because Lourdes is just as amazing or just as uh, wonderful as a business, as a woman, as a nurse, everything. I think, you know, you just inspire me, Lourdes, and I'm so grateful that you're here and giving us a little bit about you. And definitely, guys, go and find her and follow her. And if you got any questions, don't hesitate to reach out, DM, send me messages, send her a message, tell her you heard her here, and uh, you're going to go get your blowout because you heard her here. Thank you, Alicia, and you yeah. inspire me too. Oh, thank you. And, guys, Women's Month, go and celebrate the women in your life. Tell them you love them and tell them they're amazing. But don't just tell them this month. Tell them all the time. Thank you so much, Lourdes. I appreciate you. You're very welcome. Thank you. You know what time is.